Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR broadcasts from the lands of the Kulin Nations at the um, boundaries, if you like, or overlap of the Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples. And we pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging and welcome any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening in, or for that matter, any First Nations people all over planet Earth. And acknowledge that all the lands on this large island and those smaller islands around were stolen and never ceded. Out of the Pan is a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. And um, there's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You can look for posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner, or on Out of the Pan, 3CR 855am Melbourne. You can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61. 61- Four five six seven five one two one five. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and remember that's the bottom line. And um, also, um, yeah, we've got it all. And also remembering that any opinions on the show are my own personal opinions and not those of any organisation with which I am or have been associated. Well, we opened up with Dragon's version of Cool and the Gang's celebration because out of the pan has to do a little celebration, but really it's the you, the listeners, who celebrate because out of the pan has achieved our Radiothon target. Um, we have gone over the 1350 mark, and just to mention a few people, DeVita put in $20, um, DeVita from uh, Richmond um, since last week. Um, Kate from Sunshine North has put in $20. Um, not sure if we got Kristen last week who put in 30, um, Hillary put in 50, um, Juniper put in 50, Maria put in 30. Um, thank you all so much. Gab put in 20. Um, so lots of people, um, Tom put in 60, Tom from Dandenong. Thank you all so much for your support of the show. The station still have us to get its target as a whole. So, um, please support show. I mean, to quote it to you, adapt an old Australian saying to a very Melbourne version, um, um, that is, all coffee's good, but some's better than others. Well, you can um, don't support any show on 3CR because all shows are good and some are better than others or something like that. But um, I'd like you to support, if you could, my Sunday afternoon neighbours, Freedom of Species and Queering the Air, who I um, particularly love, and they haven't got their targets yet. So please direct donations to them so we can all get over the line. Another reason to play Cool and the Gang celebration, well, it's a, it is in a way, it didn't start out as a celebration, but it's become a very important event on the rainbow calendars. And that is, of course, we're in Stonewall Week. And um, remember, on Tuesday night, um, Radical Women um, have their Zoom event for Stonewall on feminism and intersections and things. But I think the spirit of Stonewall is that they would have wanted everyone of every intersection to be lifted and brought along with kindness. And it's in that spirit that I welcome a guest on the Zooms today um, um, from, well, thousands, not so much thousands, but at least hundreds of kilometres away. Um, welcome, well, welcome back to the 3CR Airwaves, um, Neen Chapman. Hey, Neen, um, how are you going? And two things, if I can, if it's okay to ask, can I check in with which pronouns you use, if any, and which lands are you on and would you like to acknowledge? Hi, Sally. Good to see you this afternoon on Zoomy. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I am speaking to you from the Darug country. Uh, and these lands were never ceded, they were stolen, and 
I pay my respects to elders past and present and emerging. Excuse me for the pause. My cat Jasper decided to join the conversation. That was in typical um, fashion. That was a pun, excuse me for the pause, um, which um, I suppose that's a slight radio host bonus that I get to see your cat. Um, But very seriously, thank you for acknowledging those lands. Now, um, of course, it is the um, First Nations um, name that is um, relevant, but some people might not know. Sometimes it can help us to connect to land to know where that is. So in um, the language used today, let's say, um, where does that place you? That places me in the Hawkesbury, uh, so northwest of Sydney City, of Sydney itself, and I'm apparently part of the Lower Blue Mountains. Aha, uh-huh. the Lower Blue Mountains, so in the, in the west of Sydney. So, yeah, look, we'll, I think we've got to say before we delve into queerish issues um, or any rainbowish issues, all the best to those in Sydney, Greater Sydney, now great, all of Greater Sydney, sort of metropolitan region in particular, but all of New South Wales, um, we really, really feel for you. It's not easy, but you can do this. You've got onto it as quickly as you can and sending all the caffeinated vibes from down here on NARM. Um, but we do want to, on a show called, like Out of the Pan, well, I do want to do one thing, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for marine news, as they do every Sunday. And yes, be careful, um, ask your local fish and chip shop about what is um, really in your flake, because it might not be. But um, coming into Out of the Pan, um, you're on the show, lots of things we could talk about. I'm not sure we're going to get to play any other music today. But we want to start, as we said, we want to make sure that all of um, our communities are supported. And yes, there's common issues across all of the proverbial rainbow, but sometimes there are niches and each needs its special attention. And the exciting news is that um, you've uh, announced back at the Better Together conference, which we also want to talk about, the start of an exciting new group to just make sure that we have all the dots of the intersection covered. I'll leave it it to you to tell us um, a bit more about it. Fab, Sally, thank you. So the group is, um, it's a meetup group. It's called Boulder. And Boulder is for those of us that are 40 plus, and there is a little bit of wiggle room for those 40. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's for bisexual, bi plus, pansexual, omnisexual, multigender attracted queer people uh, who would like to have a chat with other people around their own age group. Um, our communities are fantastic and they're beautiful and all the different groups that come together and that are establishing and emerging um, across the continent. Um, but sometimes we've got some other issues that we'd like to delve a little bit deeper into with regard to ageing and technology and resilience and the struggles so far and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, So it's... Uh, the first Sunday um, of every month, and it uh, starts next weekend. We launched it last weekend at Better Together, and we'll have our first meetup uh, next Sunday, the 4th of July, at 1pm. So that's 1pm Eastern, so out of the pan listeners will have to quickly um, change their device settings um, from radio over to Zoom. Um, which is really exciting. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm with tongue-in-cheek, I declare either, I'm not sure if it's combat, compatibility of interest or conflict of interest or something, but um, as someone who very much fits that demographic, as someone whose labels for 
sexual and romantic attraction come under by and pan and um, who is 55 and two thirds. Um, I'm, you know, it's just, I've got to say that I am personally am overjoyed at, um, you know, this getting underway. Um, it's going to be a quick race out of the studio next Sunday to join in. Um, and there might be some multitasking as I prepare the podcast, but that's another story only for me. Um, I mean, it might sound incredibly obvious in a way, but I will ask, you know, sort of how did, um, this, um, you know, sort of, um, the need for the group come about? Um, and what sort of brought it on? The need for the group, I'm very, very fortunate, and I absolutely acknowledge how fortunate I am. I've had, I have had a very supportive, uh, significant other in my life since I was around about 30. And uh, he supported me and taught me language and taught me, you know, all sorts, showed me all sorts of parts of paths of the queer road, um, bisexuality being one of them. So that was fantastic. And unfortunately, I lost that support um, uh, in 2018. And I was really lost. And for a few months, I wandered around very, very lost. Uh, But I found a fantastic group here in Sydney called Sydney Bypass Network, as well. And within that group, I spent a couple of years and am still with them, absolutely. And I just recognised the differences in generations, Mm. Um, the different conversations that we have, uh, the connecting with other um, older 40-plus people uh, in Melbourne and across um, New South Wales. And I knew of other bi's and pans and um, multi-gender attractive people in my life. And it was actually a matter of and we'll talk about this a bit later, but uh, the Stand By Us conference last year that gave me the uh, impetus, the the idea to actually hold a bit of a chat, have a bit of a chat meet-up group. Mm -hmm. So we did an event last September, and since then there's been a great deal of interest for me to set it up again and get it going, and it's taken a little bit of time. Um, But I wanted to make sure that I had all my you know, what is it, T's dotted and I's crossed uh, to make sure that it was going to work and work for everybody at a good time. So that's where it all sort of started. It originated from a, a wanting to speak to other people of like mind and like generation, um, nothing untoward or um, uh, no casting aspersions on any other generation. Mm-hmm. Um, the conversations But... There is something about, um, I realised there was something about speaking to people of your own age group, around your own age group. Um, So the commonality was the thing that actually drove it and the fact that it wasn't, I couldn't find it, it wasn't there. So we did it for Stand By Us last year. Absolutely. Look, there's a few points that come out of that. First of all, all the by vibes on the loss of your long-standing support. Um, I know that's incredibly difficult when you you have had someone who's been such a connection and for some reason they fall out of your life um so huge um you know buy and pan vibes there um also want to mention that you mentioned sydney buy network um we have um you know sort of groups now in a large range of the states and territories buy plus south australia buy plus community of perth um there's a brisbane buy network we have a contact in the northern territory we have contacts in tasmania 
Um, and of course, in Victoria, there's Buy Alliance Victoria, um, of which I'm a committee member, and Melbourne Buy Network, and lots of other things. And of course, Marina start, down here started the Buy um, the in person 40 plus meetup, and we have contacts in Tasmania. So um, please get in touch with the show if you want to know more about those groups wherever you are around this um, nation um, as it is now. Um, but um, I totally agree with you on the middle cohort. And that, you know, I think that's something for every, everyone in life. There's, yes, the young people can be vulnerable in lots of ways and older people can be, you know, if we're, however we're defining that, whether it's 55, 60 or 65 plus. But for queer people, particularly, I think, bi and trans in the middle cohort, which I'll define roughly as, um, you know, I mean, it could be anywhere between, say, 25 and 60 with, you know, as you say, um, you know, it's not, we're going to be non-binary on our age boundaries, so to speak. Uh, I think there's a, a real lack of support. And I'd also say parallel for what it's worth, there's a real need, I think, for this for the trans community as well. There's great trans youth groups like Y Gender here in Melbourne and Minus 18, which covers all of the rainbow. And there's networks for seniors. But the middle cohort's still a gap, and we've still got lots of people for both of the B and the T, so to speak, coming out. So I think this is a huge, huge um, sort of breakthrough. And um, so you've started the group, and let's have that name again, and then sort of tell us a little, and drill into detail a bit, How tell us a bit about, about the group and how it's all just going to happen. Sure, it's Boulder capital B-O-L-D-E-R, which, of course, is a little play on by plus older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't actually take a lot to come up with that one last year. Um, but I do like it. I think Boulder says a lot about our generation, um, uh, the generations either side. Uh, so uh, if you look for us, um, what I'll do is I'll send Sally the link mm-hmm. and we can pop it on. Uh, 3CR uh, uh, out of the pan so you can go directly to it. Basically at the moment um, being of my age group I am not so uh, technically advanced so basically I've created a Facebook group um, and you can search on it. Um, You can get to it from a few other pages as well Uh, and uh, just going back to that not being so uh, technologically advanced there are probably a few settings I need to do a double check with someone who is better at it than I am to make it um, a little bit more visible. But basically, we're on Facebook. You will, um, if you sign up to the group, uh, it is a, it's a public group, but a private members. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a privacy on the members, so you can search it, but you can't actually. People can't actually see who is also in the group, and that's just for people's protection. Um, because this safe, this space really needs to be needs to be really really safe. Yeah, and that's my utmost priority: uh, having safe spaces to talk and chat and discuss whatever we want to discuss, and also express our ideas and concepts and opinions and things like that. Um, the idea of the group, I suppose, Sally, is that you know it goes back to that. Um, that open forum to be able to talk about what's going on with our lives as we are in midlife in this particular section of living. Because as you say, there are some amazing and well-needed youth groups um, and there are beginning to be some good support. I wouldn't say it's, it's at full strength yet for 
older um, uh, rainbow people, uh, humans. But the midsection is was just really lacking. So some of that has come from personal struggles of mine with regard to getting medical help and uh, talking to different government departments. Um, but also it's come from a joy of speaking to other people who are in my age range and the commonality of our um, frustrations. You can mm. say, I don't want to focus on the negative, but the commonality and laughs that we have over our frustrations. Sometimes there is a little bit of venting that goes on, but with that venting, I do find within the bi, pansexual, omnisexual, multigender community, we're actually very caring of each other. Indeed. And we're not running another group down. We're not um, uh, being nasty to any other group, but we're talking about it amongst ourselves and trying to find solutions and help each other. So in the majority, the couple of hours that I've set aside once a month on a Sunday is to uh, give people the opportunity to meet other people of our generation, um, of our age groups in this midlife category, I suppose. None of us like to be categorised, I have to say that. Um, but within those connections, we can have some really funny, fantastic conversations, mm. but we can also address some stuff that's really under our skin. So hopefully uh, it's an opportunity for us to have some fun as well as address some real issues and offer up solutions. Well, in the spirit of all that, I've got to say one thing with dry humour. You have frustrations with government departments. Well, about... 26 million Australians could probably empathise with that. Um, well, you know, maybe um, you know, less the people who work in the government departments, but we'll debate that. Um, and also, we, you know, look, in my best Dr Phil voice, we do need to release our feelings somehow, um, lest they bottle up. So I think this is good, and we need a safe space. But as you say, not to drag anyone down, to get it out of our system, clear our minds psychologically, and so how do we move things to a higher place? So I'm, I'm all for that. And I think, yeah, safe and, a safe and warm space is so important for people of a, any particular, we'll say, group or subgrouping, cross-grouping, whatever we want to call it. And we do have particular needs. And I mean, I'll self-disclose here. I mean, as someone who, you know, the first thing I started looking at at 29 and a bit was trans and that got underway. Then I realised I was bi, but I'm still sorting out my gender for another few years and then settled on that. And so... You know, there's a sense of coming, you know, to use that phrase, coming out late. Um, mm. And, of course, there's been so many. We have had bi-erasure. We haven't found like people. And there's things about, well, where do, you know, where do we find people who are supportive of us, whether we are by people who are just to put one aspect of intersectionality slash diversity in, whether we're cis or whether we're trans. Trans people are worried about, will people accept us because if we don't fit a gender box and we don't, oh, you're not man, you're not woman, I'm not sure I'm attracted to you. And I have overwhelmingly found by people in terms of, um, you know, just, uh, you know, less concerned about gender maybe than even other people. And I think that's really important. So there's a huge sense of hope and connection, but we come out late and then we're worried, will we, you know, if we are wanting to find someone to be with, will we find a partner? Not that this is necessary, you know, by any means, you know, this is what this group is for. It's just to connect. But if two people go off afterwards and, well... Um, fall in love. Well, we'll be the, we'll be the first to join the online um, relationship celebration. Seriously, it's very very welcome, and I think we need these spaces. And you know, it will be 
online. So that means, you know, the thing is, of course, and this podcast goes all over the planet. And if anyone is, as I always say, if anyone is on Mars or Venus or Pluto and has an internet signal, um, you can join in too. Just let us know how you do it. We'd love to know. But seriously, um, you know, the thing is, you know, if you're able to join in your time zone wherever you are, so 1 p.m. Australian Eastern, um, 12.30 um, Central and at the moment before Daylight Savings and then 10 a.m. Western um, in for the zones in, as I say, in this nation, that's fine. Or um, if you want to join earlier from New Zealand, what is it, two hours? So that'll be, I've got to get it the other way, um, 2 p.m. Um, 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock, yeah. 3 p.m. 3 p.m., yeah. yeah, beg your pardon. Um, I was on out of the panton there for a second. So this is really, really exciting. And I have to say, I personally feel a part of me coming together. And um, it's really, really awesome to see. Um, which segues me, um, Sally Segway here, talking of coming together. You were lucky enough to be in person at the Better Together conference um, in Adelaide last week. And I haven't really heard anything yet. I must admit I've been a bit um, distracted by some personal issues and lost track of it. So um, what sort of things, for the point of view of out-of-the-pan listeners, um, particularly we'll say bi, trans, poly, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender or genre, um, anything that came out of that that you'd like to you know, subjectively or objectively report back on? Sure thing, sure thing. It was Better Together 2021 um, held at uh, Majority at the Adelaide Convention Centre and uh, not a plug for them necessarily, but it was a it was a great single space to be able to have a conference. Um, equality, the Equality Project do an amazing job putting this together because there aren't very many of them who actually do the uh, organisation for the conference. And it was brilliant this year. There were over 600 people who attended in person and another 200 plus who were live streaming and who attended um, online, which is great for accessibility. And a lot of that was due to the Melbourne lockdown. It was really um, a little bit sad for me to not be able to see all my Melbourne buys and pants, but the conference overall was, was great. I think that my takeaways from the conference, there was a range of sessions. Uh, the day before the conference, we have a lot of caucuses. And uh, this year I was, um, I helped uh, Misha Julia uh, run the bisexual caucus, which was absolutely fabulous. Um, and that was at Diverse City in, uh, in Adelaide. Shout out to them. They did a great job. And then in the afternoon was the Transgender Diverse and Non-Binary Caucus. So for those, I mean, that's my focus on non-binary, they, them, uh, you know, pansexual, bisexual, multi-gender attracted. So that particular day, as these events often are, is a huge emotional day, but I also got a lot out of it, a lot of yep. self understanding a lot of support met some new people and made some new friends um and quite often that's why i go to these conferences is actually connection and network not the business type of network but just like people network you yeah. know um the rest of the conference i have to say that every single plenary uh that was run i didn't go to the youth uh, no i did go to the youth plenary actually um on the second day but every single plenary was fantastic and for me personally, I 
I got the most out of the First Nations plenary, which was ah. the afternoon of the first day. Learned so many things, um, highly emotive. And I do see my privilege and I do understand. I, I'm learning and I'm understanding and taking on mm. a lot of what is really, really needed to support, assist and lift up First Nations people. So that was an incredible two hours. It was actually quite a, um, it was a really strong plenary in that they had a large panel, I think it was about 10 people, and answering different questions from different points of view. Some of the work that I learnt that people were doing was really incredible and inspiring. And then at some point we switched it around, they switched it around and the panel was asking the audience questions and they were confronting and so they should be confronting. And it was incredible. It was magnificent to see power in the room. So I was, I was really, really moved by that and not just moved but um, a real direction to do more, yeah. to actually take action. Yeah, a paradigm uh, shift. Um, yeah, yeah. You... So the the sessions were mixed, and but the over it's interesting. The overall kind of theme for a better together was actually aging, LGBTIQA plus mm. aging. So, um, yeah, fantastic. Before we, you know, I really want to drill into that last bit. I mean, was there anything? you know, specific, any specifics in terms of what you learnt, what work we can do, how, um, you know, sort of non-Aboriginal people can be better allies to um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, any sort of light bulb moments, notes taken, etc. Well, look, I suppose I have, I come from, my, my origin is far western Queensland on a sheep station. That's where I grew up. And I grew up with lots of stories of all sorts of happenings from the 1880s right through until 19, I think it was 1987 when my parents um, sold the property. And it has always made me feel, as a human being, um, really, and not just uncomfortable, that's such an, an innocuous word, but it's always grated with me. Um, grated on me I suppose and I've spent a lot of time prior to getting into the activism and advocacy I'm doing later on in life trying to include and find voices and talk to people and listen to people um, of First Nations people so I just want to say that first of all um, I'm not doing enough is what I want to say also the thing that I learned specifically from that particular plenary and I hear this term often used within our communities, mm -hmm. um, nothing about us without us. Yep. And as community groups and volunteer groups, we're all, most of us are volunteer, none of us get paid, um, and we self-fund all sorts of things. And it is on our agenda, it's very high up on our agenda to make sure that you know, First Nations people are always acknowledged that we um, want to include them in whatever activities that we're doing. But you know what? Sometimes we trip our over our own feet. We put obstacles in our own way. And there was just something about this very, very strong, um, emotive, uh, intelligent uh, life, um, life experience of the entire panel that when they were really talking about nothing about us without us, that there was just this 
click in me. I just went, of course, yes, I know. I hear that term all the time, but of course. So I made comment, I mean, after the panel, what can one person do? But one person, this person, uh, just got contact details for people. And I've started having conversations uh, in the week um, following. They're just very burgeoning conversations at this point um, to make sure that if anything that I do, Boulder included, um, any of the groups that or events that we have in the future, we don't just invite First Nations people along or we don't just seek some information from them or we don't just, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's all of that sort of surface stuff. I want it to be real and I want it to be meaningful. It needs, it's not what I want, it needs to be real and it needs to be meaningful. So, um, yeah, Sally, I hope you can hear my my uh, passion Yes. Uh, for that. You know, it's just we do get in our own way sometimes and it's well-meaning but we get in our own way and we need to get out of our own way and actually push First Nations and lift First Nations peoples up. Yeah, it makes me think about, you know, who, you know, do we have First Nations people in on the grass, the organising from, you know, you know, the day dot um, in a yeah. conference or something because they, I'm sure there are different perspectives that, you know, we just would be obviously unaware of and have unconscious bias. So how do we yeah. get that into our thinking? It is really something that, um, you know, you've got to have a range of people in the organising and not just have, you know, um, non-Aboriginal people going, let's have an Aboriginal panel or abled people, let's have a disability caucus, whatever else. So I think that is something that, you know, we do somehow you know, need to keep on, upon which we need to keep checking in on. You mentioned that you grew up on a sheep station in far western Queensland, and I wanted to sort of touch on that. I mean, you know, that sort of upbringing. I mean, you know, for, um, and you know, where, well, I mean, whatever ages we are, you know, we're in that era where there was a lot of isolation. I, you know, we wouldn't be on Zoom if we were doing this when we were growing up because there was no Zoom and no internet. <laughs> but, um, you know, how did that, you know, sort of affect you? How did you begin to have some inkling of I'm not a cisgender, heterosexual, etc. Um, you know, at that time, in other words, tell us a bit about, if you're okay for it, to tell us a bit about the Neen Chapman story. Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Well, sorry, I'm laughing because when you say questioning yourself, the thing that come first comes to mind, my family, my siblings, um, nibblings, are a bit uh, spread out. So there are three above me when there's six years between the youngest of them and me and then six years between me and my um, younger sister. And so I kind of grew up on my own anyway. And when we talk about, well, how did you realise you were different? It's like, well, the dogs were my friends. We had lots of working dogs. (laughs) And animals were my friends. Um, And, uh, you know, I had one dog who was my best friend. Uh, So I just have to think, well, I was pretty different right from day dot. But for seriously, seriously, I think it might have been when I was, you know, I was a six-year-old little person uh, in the middle of summer, um, and this is down um, when living living in Brisbane from time to time, when we weren't on the property, sitting on the back stairs of my um, family home, which these red, red brick and the heat was just radiating out of them, 
sitting down there one afternoon midsummer, thinking maybe we're all just an experiment in a jar. I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, what a six-year-old, what's, what's a standard six-year-old thought. I don't really know because I didn't, don't think I had them. Um, so I often think about that moment going, well, I just don't fit in here. I think what my brain was actually doing was mm-hmm. maybe I don't fit in with everything else that everybody else fits in with. And then I think it was about, I think I might have been about eight and I saw, and I know this is a bit of a story that a few people tell. It's a bit of a, a moment a few people have, but I, I wasn't allowed to watch Countdown. Um, so hopefully everybody knows what Countdown was with um, Molly Meldrum. <laughs> Do yourself a favour and, and find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch it. It was very naughty, but I stuck mm. into the living room and um, I was eight and my brother and older sister, older brother and older sister were watching Countdown. And Queen's I Want to Break Free Free came on. And I sat there in between my older siblings and uh, watched it with great interest and loved the song and loved the music anyway. And then I turned around to my brother and I said, well, why are all those men wearing dresses? And I have to say thank you to my big brother because even at the age of 20 or so, he's 12 years older than me, um, he said to me, well, little one, you know, sometimes um, uh, boys love boys and girls love girls and boys love girls and sometimes uh, they love other people and they can dress however they like and be whoever they like because whoever they love is what's important. Wow. Now, this is 1978. Yep. And my brother was just at university studying psychology and I didn't realise what a revolutionary moment that was until maybe I was 40. And I thought back, it was a very, it's just a really clear and vivid mm. memory. So I knew I was different from a very, very early age. Yeah, it clicked in. but um, And you didn't exactly have words, but you had open-mindedness. You had ideas that were beyond hetero you know, heterosexual and cisgender or gender normative ideas. And it was like, oh, and you got some, you know, sort of, well, even if your brother didn't know it, you got some affirmation, which was, you know, really, which of course is so vital. So that's, that's a huge thing for, you know, we're around 1980 or something. Um, It's quite um, huge. Um, Yeah, that's huge. But of course, that was affirming, but, um, you know, had you sort of really connected anymore with yourself and community? Um, where, what, how did that come about? That didn't come about for a really long time, um, probably, because I, I, I think the thing was um, growing up, uh, being a teenager in the 80s and the HIV AIDS uh. epidemic, put it all in your face and I had numerous different friends drama friends um who were you know who were who were gay and lesbian and this is outside of school of course um and uh, then some of their older friends um began uh you know began dying mm. so that's in my teenage years so there was there's something about me Sally that 
I'm not when I'm presented with something, I want to go and find out what it's about. I want to investigate. I want to understand. So, yeah. uh, which can be a blessing and a curse. Can of I tell? Of course, you? yeah. Uh, but uh, basically, in my teenage years, I had words for gay. I had words for lesbian. I didn't really have any idea about bisexual, and I knew I didn't fit into lesbian, but I knew I didn't fit into straight either. But it took until my late twenties. Um, for me to uh, doing all the investigation and because it wasn't the internet, to be honest. I'm reading Encyclopedia Britannica. And I remember that, yes. See, there's a do bolder you hint. Remember those, do you remember those 30-odd books? Yes. Yes. I used to sit on a shelf. Yes. So uh, didn't, didn't, I don't think it's actually more, but I read an amazing book um, which was about Alexander the Great. Oh. And... There is, it's a beautiful, beautiful book, and I've still got it, actually. Um, and it tells, it's, I guess, in a way, a histrionic but fictionalised part of, uh, description of his life. And it talks about him being with men and being with women. And I went, oh, that's me. And I've seen it in print now. Oh, but that was, you know, a long time ago. Does that still exist? So as I read more in my late 20s, um, and I, you know, for all sorts of reasons, I started to hear different words and have different language. So I, I, I really do think that I'm, I would have been 27, 28 um, before I latched on to the term bisexual, but still wasn't really sure about it. But that certainly changed when I got into my 30s. Yeah. And, yeah, so 27, 28, and <clears throat> so you got a term, but... Um, you know, if I'm getting the time framing right here, um, sort of, um, we're up at just around the turn of the century, I think now. Um, uh-huh. and so you've got a term, but did you find any sense of groups or community for bi plus multigender attracted? Not a one. Uh. Um, so this is sort of this is in Brisbane, um, and nothing against Brisbane, it's a beautiful. Absolutely. City. Oh, I almost said something wrong then. Um, it's a beautiful city. I grew up there, so to me it's a town. But it's a beautiful city, and I think there is a lot more happening now. But certainly in the 70s, the 80s, and the late 90s, and even early 2000s, um, zero as far as any kind of bisexual, pansexual support mm. group or community or network. Um, I was just very, very fortunate to uh, meet someone in 2000 um, who uh, was only a couple of years older than me but just was much more worldly and brought me into the queer scene and brought me into the LGBTIQ world. And from that moment on, um, I wasn't out. This is the thing. So I might have found a few words and a few terms on this particular person um, but I was definitely still closeted. I wasn't, I didn't have bi-erasure of myself, so to speak, but I could see the consequences for others. Yep. Um, and I thought that um, already in sort of in my 20s and 30s, I went off and did a career, chose a career in building carpentry and building and being a construction manager. And that was pretty interesting for at that time, you know, cis, cis, cis woman, 
um, appearing that way, still struggling with my gender uh, diversity. I, I didn't have any words for it for that then either. Mm. But, um, but yeah, really, really misogynistic, very sexist uh, work areas. And I just, I, you know, very, very shut mouth, very clen- tight-lipped, didn't actually reveal anything about my personal life to anyone. And interestingly, as much as this, my significant other, Wayne, um, introduced me to the queer world, he was also closeted. We were both closeted until, gosh, we were nearly, I think both of us were nearly 40. Yeah. No, understandable at the time. And look, again, personally can relate, empathise, affirm, because whilst my family of origin was all originally Melbourne, two had gone up to the Gold Coast, one, or if we add in brother-in-law, two, to Brisbane. And so when I affirmed my gender identity in 1998, there was no support for travel, barely any support for trans, I should say, um, let alone (laughs) family members in Brisbane and Gold Coast areas. It's a lot. It's on the, you know, up now, although still distance to travel. So I get that variation. I mean, there wasn't a lot of buy support in, you know, this, you know, supposedly progressive city of Melbourne. It was also gay and lesbian, gay and lesbian, which is, again, that's what it was. But there's that sense of feeling erased or unaffirmed or whatever we want to call it. So you eventually tracked in and then, of course, things came to a big boost, a big um, takeoff. Um, in 2018, if I remember rightly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 2018 itself was a pretty tough year, but by the January of 2019, um, I had made, I knew that I was on my own and I needed, this sounds a bit dramatic, but I needed outside network community to actually Mm. save me really really struggling really really failing um um my Wayne my partner died so in 2018 and um I had spent months and months on the internet looking for buy sites and I could see stuff in America and I could see the odd bit and piece in the UK um but I just happened to trip over and um Anthony's probably gonna kill me but um trip over Melbourne Bisexual Network so I went great but that's Melbourne. I wonder if I just call them, they might know of something in Sydney, if there's something in Sydney. So I uh, emailed Anthony uh, Lekas from uh, MBN and Anthony rang me and put me in touch with Amber Loomis from Sydney Bypass Network, mm-hmm. which had coincidentally just launched. Um, they had just established themselves in September uh, 2018 and just launched at Better Together in January of 2019. Gosh, Amber, I hope I've got that right. <laughs> um, so from ja- that January on, I've been part of SDN. And Amber and Anthony, and I've told them both this personally, um, have saved my life. They really saved my life at that period. So um, finding a voice, finding others, being easy and relaxed in a room, talking about the things that matter um, has been life-changing the last three years. Yeah. Um, Yeah, look, just to remind people that um, if anything in this conversation is rightly upsetting, you have switchboard on 1-800-184-527, or sorry, QLife, I should say, including switchboard in Victoria and Tasmania, 1-800-184-527 around the country. 
Um, and yeah, I've got to give a big shout out to Bridget, Bridget and the Brisbane Buy Network, um, and also Amber and Sydney Buy Network, and yeah, um, Anthony in Melbourne. It just shows that value of connection. And I've got to say that for me, I can parallel to that. That was a great strengthener at that conference, at the first Better Together conference in January 2018. It was well timed. We'd got marriage equality at long last, but it never really, for me, in my personal opinion, was a huge buy and trans priority. Where do we go next? And we started building um, full credit to Jason and the crew there. And of course, um, the last thing we'd better mention before we run out of time is something, of course, that happened last year in the midst of the dramas of last year. Um, the was a wonderful conference that brought lots of bi people from, well, at least all over this large island and the smaller one to the south, and to some extent, islands to the southeast um, together. Um, and that was the first Stand By Us conference, which I, I felt, I have to say personally, I've said it before too, was the most you know solid I felt in my bi, bi slash pan identity. And of course, we've got to mention that for lots of reasons because we can now announce there'll be one again this year. Absolutely. Woohoo. Uh, so, uh, we've been working on in the background for a little while, uh, but most definitely the last few weeks, the last four weeks or so, we've started promoting Stand By Us 2021 Community Forum. Um, it will run from the 23rd of September to the 26th, 6th of September. And it's a combination of, if possible, in-person events and also making sure that there is accessibility and availability online. There'll also be online sessions like we did last year. Yep. So last year was pretty damn huge. Um, we ended up with, what was it, 37 sessions over nine days, which was um, wonderful but um, busy. Um, and the Melbourne caffeine supply ran down a bit, um, suffice to say. But um, this year a bit shorter, but of course starting on Celebrate Bisexuality Day on the 23rd of September. Um, so yeah, get in touch. Um, um, your tags, you know, on my face on the Facebook post today, and you can people can get in touch with me or look for Stand By Us, um, S T A N D B I Us, and people can find out all about um, this this conference and get involved, put up ideas. Um, and you know, or just join into the various online events. Last year there were you know sort of informal events such as um, buy and cooking, buy and pets, and there were more, we'll say, advocacy panels like well, buy experience of the postal survey and um, things like that. And so it's lots of um, you know a wide range of events. Um, and if there isn't something for you, well. Here's your chance to make it something for everyone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, um, you know, just as long as the events in broad terms are safe, inclusive, respectful, and watch, um, list, watch and listen to these various spaces for more announcements over the next month or so as guests get locked in. Um, then we're just about at the end of the show. Um, the, music, the CD players have had a rest today <laughs> because um, it's just been so wonderful to chat with you and hear about your experiences, hear about how you are now just so much more settled and, you know, shining in yourself and shining outward, which is, you know, just wonderful to hear. But I suppose any, you know, sort of summary type of, um, as a, that is summary as in with an ARY, um, as opposed um, to ERY, which we're in Southern Hemisphere here in the middle of winter. But, um, and also <laughs> just to mention Boulder, and I'm going to have to do this, what did the little by rock be when they when they want when they want to be when they grew up? 
a little bolder. I'm sorry, I had to. Um, that was terrible, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> and um, seriously, once again, let's just mention bolder. But any you know takeaway thoughts you'd have? Any you know any thoughts on on everything advocacy, being yourself, and all the rest of it? Um, just um, pop them in. That's a huge invitation. Um, uh, thank you, Sally, for giving me the time and space and opportunity to be listened to and to be here on the program and to promote all of these wonderful community events that we're doing. But please, if you want to join Boulder, uh, have a look at uh, the links that I'll send through to Sally uh, from this program and also on Eventbrite and uh, Facebook. Yes, thanks, indeed. Everyone. Thanks very much, everyone. Yeah, we'll pop all of those into um, the links for the podcast and all that sort of thing and under the posts, et cetera, et cetera, so people can spread them far and wide. And as we say, if you're, you know, sort of in the, you know, around 40-ish, we're not going to be age binary on anything like that, um, you know, and wherever you are on the planet, um, if you can make it in the time zone, um, as I say, this first one, this time, or just coming up to this time next week, a week and seven minutes away, um, so I'll be racing. I have to admit, dear listeners, um, I might be late next week. I might be racing out of the studio. Um, but um, actually, I said I'd have lunch with my guest afterwards. Um, so I might have to be multitasking. No, I'll, I'll work that one out. Seriously, it's really exciting. Neen. Thanks for all your initiative, for all your advocacy, for all your strength. And um, just I'll get you to um, hang on um, just on the Zoom for a second while I close the show. And um, then we'll um, wrap up offline. Bye, everyone. Neen Chapman there on um, 3CR um, talking about all things bi plus pan multigender attracted regardless of your label, whether you are sexually and or emotionally attracted to people of more than one gender over the course of your lifetime. I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Um, Sort of um, once again, thanks to all the people who've donated to Out of the Pans Radiothon show and helped us get to our target, but the station still needs your support. So please support Freedom of Species and um, also Queering the Air, but any any show that you really like, we've got to get to um, 250 grand um, overall, and we're about at 200 grand. So my maths is madly working and says that's 80%, but we no Pareto principle here. We need all 100% to keep 3CR um, running at full strength. Um, yeah, and on that note, I'll leave it there and take it out with um, the wet spots and George, who is bi-curious. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. George likes toast and coffee in the morning. He lives downtown in a big apartment building. He rides his bike and wonders what it would be like to kiss a guy. He's a guy 
Check. 